Welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige Geidel, and I am so stoked that you found us. We are a community of creative Christian women in their 20s, and you are invited to be a part of it. Each week, I invite a guest on the show to chat about all things marriage, motherhood, homemaking, small business, and following Jesus. My friend, there is a seat here for you at the table, and I so hope that you choose to be a part of this community. Without further ado, let's dive into today's show. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige, and today I am so, so excited to share my conversation with Alex Smith. Alex is a wife, mother, a photographer, writer, and educator who recently moved to South Carolina from California. And so she just kind of in the beginning shares a bit about how God led their family to do that. And then she also shares about her motherhood journey. She has four children and has developed a huge passion for photographing and preserving motherhood and childhood. And just the way that she talks about motherhood is so incredible. It just really like fires up my passion for motherhood and God's design for us as mothers and is so beautiful and speaks to my heart. And she also talks about how we can embrace change in our lives as well as some of the beauty in age gaps between children because her children are spaced between like two and three and a half years apart I believe and so she really just speaks to that a little bit if that's something that's been on your mind and your heart and overall she's just such an inspiration to me in my motherhood journey and my walk with the Lord and I really believe you're going to walk away from this conversation feeling so encouraged empowered and equipped to love your family well and live a creative life for the Lord so I can't wait for you guys to listen let's jump into today's conversation Well, Alex, welcome to the podcast. I am so honored to be talking with you today. Oh my goodness. Likewise. Thank you so much. This is going to be so fun. Yes, so much fun. I was just telling you before we hit record that I'm good friends with Carly Mia, who is actually my very first podcast guest. Oh, I love that. She's uh, my best friend from college and... um, She's my maid of honor and we're really dear friends. And then I know in um, one of your workshops, you had Amanda DeMello model for you and she was just a guest a couple weeks back. So I just love how interconnected this world is. I mean, like all three of you, like what amazing women, like Mm. what a joy to know all three of you now. I feel so, so thankful for that. You are so sweet. Well, I cannot wait to hear... Just your thoughts and stories because I feel like I was actually just, I'm like such in a, an emotional mood today. Um, I was reading through just like so many of your Instagram captions the other night and just like weeping. I just felt like so seen and I think that's not necessarily like something I do often. And so I just really felt like the Lord is meeting me through your words and so I can't wait to hear more from you today. Could you just kind of introduce yourself, tell us a bit about your family, who you are, um, what you do, and where you live? Yeah, so I'm Alex 
Smith. Um, we so I lived in California my whole life, and then five months ago, we picked up everything and moved across the country to South Carolina. Kind of just um, people are always like, "How'd you end up here?" <laughs> and we're just like. God told us to like, there's just really not a good reason. There wasn't a job. There wasn't, it was just, um, we had known for probably a couple of years that we were meant to move. I had like this very vivid dream of one of our, we had this like these beautiful giant mulberry trees in our front yard where we lived. And I, I had this like very clear vision of one of those trees. This was as we were praying, if we were supposed to move, and it had been uprooted and it was sitting on a hilltop. And I woke up and was instantly like, okay, I think we're supposed to uproot. Mm-hmm. Um, and those trees were very synonymous with home for us. So it was a really um, beautiful mercy from the Lord to give us that that clear guidance. And then it was like, okay, so where? Because my husband was an almond farmer in California. So we knew like that's not something you kind of just like pick up and take somewhere else, especially almonds, because they just grow in certain climates. <laughs> so um, thankfully um, for my business, it's been very like either online based or travel based. So that's been a blessing because we kind of like do it together as a family, like wherever we go. Um, and so it was really just where the Lord wanted us. And that was such a um, both kind of like we wanted to get it right, but also really freeing and that we could just completely hand it over to him and just let him tell us where he wanted us to go. So we, we traveled last year for six weeks. We renovated a camper. We have four kids. Sorry. I have like, this is my whole backstory. Yes. Yes. We drove from California to South Carolina because I was hosting a workshop in Charleston. And so the whole rest of the year last year, we kind of just like kept there were other locations that we were thinking about, but they like kept inching closer to South Carolina. And I was always like the, like the positive was like, well, we're that much closer to South Carolina. And then we were finally like, why don't we just move to South Carolina? (laughs) Yes. And so, because we just loved it here for so many reasons, the mountains, the beach in the same state, which we loved about California. Right. So many, it's just beautiful here. And, so many different reasons, long growing season and everything else. So, and we just really felt like this is where the Lord was leading us. Um, so we actually put an offer in on this property before we had even been up here. We went to Charleston, but we live upstate South Carolina outside of Greenville. Okay. Um, and so we just put an offer in on a house before we had even been here. And we did fly out later on, look at it and, and we said, let's do it. So we moved in February, um, and it's been wonderful. It's been a big um, – I don't want to say it's been a big adjustment because it's very, like, much how we were kind of similar to how we were living our lives before, but just in a really kind of more intentional scale, I think, mm-hmm. um, because we were renting before and, you know, trying to kind of live that um, farm-type homesteading lifestyle, which we love, but now it's like, this is ours and we get to kind of do it in a way that feels really, um, along the, the path of where God wants us to be and how he wants us to utilize what he's been given, what we've been given. Um, so anyways, yeah, we moved here and 
So I've got four kids. Um, and my husband and I have been married almost 14 years. Um, my four wow. kids are 11, 8, 5, and the baby will be two on Monday. Um, oh my goodness. So, yeah, I was a, I was a high school English teacher before I had any children. And then when I had my first, I, um, we decided I would stay home with her, which was totally what I wanted in my heart. So I'm so thankful for that. Um, and then I started doing photography about 10 years ago. And then that kind of just turned into this really, um, beautiful place of getting to talk with other women and encourage them and kind of help them in their businesses and align their businesses with their family and where God's leading them. And, um, kind of take that intentionality that we can pour into our lives and also pour it into our businesses. So it's really aligned in that, in that sense. So, um, so yeah, it's been amazing. It's been such a gift. I'm just always so, so thankful for all of it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have, yes, so many thoughts about like the move um, that had to have just been absolutely huge in so many ways. Um, Even though like you had so much peace and excitement about this new season, there's just like so many feelings encompassed in that, especially if it wasn't like this clear cut, like, yeah, oh yeah, this job is calling us there or that sort of thing. A lot of women I feel like who listen, I mean, we have like a pretty wide range of um, ages, but I feel like a lot of them are probably in their first like five to 10 years of marriage maybe have like a baby or two. I would just love to even rewind a little bit. Like what were the early years of marriage and motherhood like for you? Oh man, I feel like it was just a lot of figuring it out. And I still am like, I never want to, I never want to act like I have it figured out because I certainly do not. And I feel like is like I never want to think that I do because then I'll lean less on the Lord. So I think in the early years, um, I think it's just really important to keep in mind that, you know, if we are only worrying about God's approval, right? Because I think oftentimes, I know it was for me in my younger years, I was looking for kind of direction and, and approval in places outside of the Lord. So, and I think that this day and age, it's even harder, especially with the introduction of social media and especially where social media is now. Like, I think social media is really great if you use it for like a great thing, like the way we were connected or, you know, like I think it can be a really positive tool, but I think if, um, if young mothers aren't careful, it can kind of fill your ears with so many kind of, this is how you should parent. This is how you should do it. This is how you should do it. Um, And so oftentimes we're listening to what other people say God says instead of just. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like relying on them as like interpreters or something. Exactly. And really like we, we can't now I believe that God gives people gifts and like, that's amazing. But I think we have to be really, really like discerning in who, because it feels like there's a lot of voices that are maybe like, in that kind of realm these days. So I think um, the safest is to just open his word, pray, talk to him directly. He will give you the answers, you know? Um, And I think those answers are found in the peace that we feel, in the way that we're parenting, in the way that we are approaching our marriage. Um, 
And I don't think that the, the peace now that the peace doesn't mean that we're always going to have it easy. I think that that's like a common, like it doesn't mean easy. It just means that even through the harder parts, we're going to keep moving forward because we know it's the right way. We know we have confirmation. We have that like peace that only comes from God, that we are on the right path, that we are parenting the way that he wants us to parent, that we are treating our children and our spouse and serving them and loving them and caring for them in a way that is, you know, brings joy to our lives and glory to him. And I think that if that is how we are feeling day in and day out, even through the hard parts. Now, don't get me wrong. It is it is hard, but it doesn't mean it's bad. I think that that's kind of like, okay, it's hard. This must be wrong or this must be, you know, um, something that I have to run away from. But really, like, it's just, it's just hard. It's just another, you know, it's something that we're going to work through and we're going to learn from. And so I think that in those early years, a lot of times it w- if it was hard, uh, instead of kind of like, praying about that and really looking to the Lord for those answers. I was first of all, looking to other voices. And then I was also, um, maybe trying to numb out the hard by like, I'm just going to watch my Netflix tonight or, you know, like things like that instead of praying about it or thinking about it or kind of like working through that in like a heartfelt way that is really, um, necessary if we want any sort of growth or any sort of clarity on what we're dealing with. So we have to kind of uncover it and not just cover it up. (laughs) You know, I think that's something that in the early years can be, um, can be hard because it's just figuring it out and, you know, starting off with one, one baby, two babies and early marriage, you know, things like that, that all take, um, take time to learn and we're never going to stop learning about those things and about those people. Cause we're learning about new people, whether it's our baby our toddler, our husband, like we're learning how to love new people. And that's always going to be a task that requires guidance from the one who loved us first, you know? Yeah. You said something that really stuck out to me about how easy it is to like numb out the hard. And I feel like it's also really um, I'll speak for myself, easy to like justify it. Like, well, oh, yeah. my girls a couple nights ago went to bed at 10 p.m. I'm like, what are you doing? They were like angels. They were in great moods. Like, yeah. I'm glad they weren't like screaming. But I was like, guys, it has been dark outside for over an hour. Like, let's go to bed. Yeah. Just so easy for me to yeah. totally justify. Um, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of like I don't know if you'd call it memes or reels or whatever about moms like um, going on a shopping spree while nursing. And it's like funny to laugh about, but I don't know. It's, it's easy to, to just go to those things. um, Whether that is like social media or shopping or talking even to a friend, I think I've been trying to filter when I know I'm like not in a great headspace. Like, is this me like going to look for validation or to like totally distract myself from this like bad interaction I just had? Usually the answer is yes. And it's like, I don't want to talk to the Lord about it. So I just really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's all just that's like our normal kind of response, you know, to those sorts of things. So it's really takes like 
And I'm still, I mean, I'm not perfect at it by any means. So I think that just like that recognition of it, acknowledging it, practicing kind of dealing with it in a different way that is a little bit more, um, you know, healthy and that we will take something from it and not just cover it up and deal with it again (laughs) the next time. Yeah. Yeah. Practically what, I mean, I know it changes like with every season and your kids' ages and things, but what does that look like for you if you're navigating something like hard in your spirit? Do you try to like wait to really sit in it until the kids are like occupied Mm -hmm. or do you, you know, try to occupy them? And then I don't know, how do you, how do you go about? Yeah. I mean, if it's like a really, really hard season and you're noticing that it's like wearing you down in a lot of ways. Like I can speak personally when I, before I got pregnant with my fourth baby and I really, really wanted a fourth baby. And I really felt like there was a fourth baby for our family. Um, but I wasn't sure if that was going to happen or not. And there were just moments that I just felt like, Oh, this wave of like, you know, everything kind of, came to me again and I like thought about it again and it, and it just washed over me. And, um, yeah, those are times that I, I feel like I process things better kind of alone in that situation. So it might be like going, you know, waiting and, and, and kind of, um, I think that there's obviously there's value in our children seen emotions but I also it needs to be age appropriate and what they can like deal with and understand I mean my, all three of my children were present for the birth of my fourth so they saw a lot of different <laughs> emotions and all kinds of things but um but it was really beautiful and they handled it really well and obviously we prepared and we talked about it so obviously if it's something that just kind of is like washing over you and is like really like you need to go cry and pray about it for a minute. Like for me, that's something that I might remove myself from that situation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. It is so hard to know. I'm like, is this helpful for them to see me cry or is this like scarring? You know, what are is, what is the weight of this? Flora just started saying like, the mommy crying and you know I'm like is this good or how do I feel about I think it I think it definitely can be and I think it's just like the the circumstance like for example my grandmother passed away a couple of years ago and that was really hard and I cried and like that's I don't mind them like seeing that or like when I was in labor you know when you're in labor you have a lot of emotions and I was crying and but I was thankful and happy and like you know and so I'm, I'm totally I'm totally good with them like seen those, um, those, those types of emotions. I think it just kind of depends on where we're at and what the situation is and, um, yeah. How we feel yeah. About that. That's so good. So I know you mentioned, um, that you were really wanting like a fourth baby yeah. and I kind of want to talk to you about like child spacing. Um, yeah. how old were you first of all, like when you got married and then when you had your first, what was kind of like your timeline with that? 26 when I got married and 28 when I had my first. Okay. Awesome. So they're all like two and a half to three and a half years apart. Okay. Neat. And was that, I guess, like that just come with like nursing and I guess 
it was nursing. I never get a cycle until I'm done nursing or my child turns two. So I'm over here still. <laughs> yes. hard, so, you know. Isn't it amazing how every woman's body is so it's, It really different. is. It's crazy. It's so like, yes, because some women it's like three months postpartum and there it is yeah. again. But mine, um, mine has never come back until I'm completely done nursing. Um, which my two year old or almost two year old, I mean, he nurses all the time. So I'm <laughs> not helping things. Yeah. Because sleep. He's like always like milky night night. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but okay. maybe it's just the night night part right now. But no, yeah. that's-, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It's okay. Yeah. Child spacing is so interesting, I think, because. It's like as soon as – I don't know. I still feel like I just had Juliet. She's um, a little over 10 months yeah, and um, just got my cycle back. And yeah. it's so strange how like you're already thinking about that before they're even one sometimes. Yeah. And I want to be aware that I guess not everyone like obviously has a choice in how they space their children. But right. I think regardless, like what do you find so beautiful about the age gaps that you've observed. I know some women are just dying for their kids to be like two under two and back to back to back and others like really want a bigger age gap. So I just love some of your perspective in that. Yeah. You know, I really, um, I didn't think too much about it because I really just like knew that it was in God's hands ultimately anyways. And so especially in the way that my body just wasn't going to allow for another pregnancy until I was done nursing. And I really love nursing. So like I will nurse till two and a half or somewhere in that, you know, range. Um, So I never wanted to like wean them so that I could get pregnant again. Like that's totally fine if that was your choice. It just for me, like I just felt like I'm I'm a little like, yeah, it's whatever. It's fine. You know, so yeah. I let it be because if, if there's t- – already enough things that I like stress myself about that that's one of the things that I'm like you know what God will like he will decide it'll happen it'll be Mm -hmm. great it'll be his perfect timing and and that's what I realized having a fourth like it worked out perfectly and beautifully and obviously like I couldn't have timed it better myself Mm so um so having so my first two are like exactly two and a half years apart and then my second and third are three and a half years apart. And then my third and my fourth are three years apart. Okay. Um, And I have absolutely loved the spacing um, because it has felt like they're all really, really close. Like we homeschool, they're always together. They're really close. They play all the time. um, And it's girl, boy, girl, boy. Um, Yeah. But in the same sense, like, um, I've felt like I've gotten a good amount of time with each child as the baby, you know, where we really kind of get to milk that stage and and soak that up. Um, And then even now with my oldest being eight and 11, they're so helpful and so like such a gift to see them with the younger ones and such a gift to them to be with the younger ones. So I think, um, I think there's such good, beautiful things about 
a variety of age gaps, whether they're really close or they're spaced out. I think it's going to be beautiful either way, especially if that's um, the the path that God has put you on, then it's going to be fantastic. So I think just remembering that and not getting caught up in like what anybody else's age gaps look like, because I think that can be the thing of like, well, she's already pregnant. I needed, I need to do it. I need a blah, 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 blah. But sometimes, um, you know, we cannot compare our path with anybody else's because it's literally something beautiful and unique that God has created for us. And so to compare that with anybody else's kind of discredits him. So I think just really, um, keeping our eyes on what, what God has in store for our family and obviously being excited and and happy and, you know, really, really happy for others being blessed in that way. But, but know that we have something really great planned too. Yeah, that's so good. It's amazing how I think pregnancy can almost be like (laughs) contagious, right? Like I have (laughs) like three pregnant friends right now. And even though I'm still like content with where we're at slash, you know, overwhelmed and like my house is chaos most days, I can find myself thinking like, my cycle's back. Let's, let's do it again. Let's like have another one. And, um, yeah, I, when I really sit with it, I'm like, man, I do not feel called to that at all right now. (laughs) Like they are 17 months apart. My oldest is not even two and a half. Like what am I thinking? Um, and for, like you said, for some people, like that is totally yeah. the path the Lord has them on. And like, right. I have a friend um, named Bella who I want to come on the podcast, but she has, I can't remember if her oldest is three yet. She's pregnant with her fourth. And oh. um, so as you can imagine, she's kind of busy. Yeah. It's like hard to get her <laughs> to come yeah. on. But like for them, I've just been so amazed at how she mothers her kids yeah. so close together, like 15 yeah. and 11 months apart. And I think you just said it so well and it is so easy to like compare or even like I think I found myself like not always necessarily with peers but with other like godly families and mothers who like really inspire me I'm like oh well I want to like space my kids in the same way that they did yeah so I just appreciate your encouragement and like just totally leaving that up to the Lord and what he wants to do yeah in our families what was your motherhood like when your kids were little, little, I know you still have a two-year-old, like you said, Yeah. but yeah. What encouragement do you have for moms with like little, little kids who are trying to, you know, keep their home and have some creative pursuits and just do it well? What was that like for you? I mean, I think it's just enjoy it. I know that's like a hard, especially when you're kind of in the thick of it and there's a lot going on. Um, but I think that it's, it's a perspective to really, like, I always talk about the phrase, the magic and the mundane and the magic mean like wonder and gratitude. I think if we have that wonder, we have that gratitude for it and really being thankful. And I know that seems so like cliche to, to say, but I really think that it's, it's vital for our like contentment in life. Um, and I think that just means like trusting the Lord in all things and in all ways. And just knowing that this, we will look back on the season with, with young ones really, really fondly. And all of those little moments are what we're going to look back on as our life. So we have to make sure that we're spending our time doing the things that we value the most. Um, And so 
and, and bringing our children along with us into those pursuits. So if we do love to cook and we want to, you know, make beautiful meals or desserts or whatever it may be, like invite your children in with you, have them do it with you. Kids want to feel valued. They want to have a purpose. They want to be a part of something. Um, So I think anytime we can not only provide that with them, but also show them, like, I really value you. I want you to be with me. And I want this time for us to be together, I think is a really encouraging foundation for them as children, as they, as they grow up, because really, I mean, everybody wants to feel a part of something and they want to mean something to someone. So obviously we're teaching them about Christ and we're teaching about their place and their worthiness found in him. Um, but we are reflecting that within our homes as mothers to our children and, and wives to our husbands and caring for them in a way that brings a lot of joy to us. Um, and so I think it's just, it's living out what we feel is our purpose and doing it joyfully. And like I said before, that doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard. Like it's going to be, there's going to be hard parts, but hard doesn't have to mean that it's bad. It's just hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I think just keep, keep moving forward in that purpose and just really invite your children along in those, in those pursuits and in those activities and teach them to take joy and, and gratitude in those little things, because that's going to be a huge foundational lesson that they will take with them throughout their lives as well. Um, and I think not worrying about the, the approval of the world, um, because I think that's a big, a big thing too, is, um, you know, whether it's even family members or friends or, or people that we love and care about. And we, so we, we, we want their approval, but that isn't necessarily what God wants for us. So I think just really focusing on speaking to God, asking him the directions for everything in our life and just knowing that that is the, that's where we're headed. That's our end goal is, is, you know, at the end of our lives. I know for me personally, that's like, that's my bigger picture that I always come back to if I'm feeling like, any sort of stress or anxiety about maybe a disapproval from somebody I love or care about of my choices and mothering or life or whatever it may be. I always have to kind of think, okay, but what's my big purpose? Like my big overarching goal. Well, I know what it is. It's the end of my life to meet Jesus. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's it. Yeah. So, so yeah. If, I go, if I think to that, then I go, oh, Okay. Actually, that doesn't matter. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, (laughs) you know? Yes. That's such a helpful picture. I'm so glad you shared that because I've actually had multiple conversations with friends and felt the same thing myself, especially with like parents as you're parenting and figuring things out, whether that's feeding schedule or nap schedule or discipline as they're a little bit older, all of that. It's so hard and so easy. Um, I think one thing I've been kind of convicted of lately is to like curate this little like echo chamber on Instagram that I run to of all of these accounts that like feed their kids the same way I do and parent in the same way I do and dress the same way I do and um, or even in the way that I hope to, you know, do these things and run to that as like a self 
like a soothing when I'm like uncomfortable or feeling that disapproval instead of running to the Lord for that like ultimate approval, yeah. you know? And I, I get it. I really do. I, like I've said, I do not have it all <laughs> figured out, but it's, I think it's just, I think the best thing we can do in life is have these like acknowledgements of things and keep them constantly in our minds so that we can kind of set, be set on that, that path that we're supposed to be on. Yeah, that's so good. And I know obviously, so you're a photographer Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like just what you were saying too about like truly enjoying these seasons, like that absolutely translates to your work. um, And that's part of why I love it so much. And I know you're really passionate about, um, yeah, preserving like childhood and motherhood and these like sacred um, magically mundane moments, as you say. And so when you started in photo, was that like what you jumped into initially or did you feel like your experiences as a mother kind of like informed and shaped Mm. your work? Yeah. I started off with like families and, and things like that. And I think I just continually was drawn to the motherhood imagery within my family sessions. And so I started like kind of pulling mom and little ones aside a little bit more and, and more and more um, because I just realized that for my own motherhood, it, it changes so quickly and we're kind of left in this wake of like, oh my goodness, what just happened, <laughs> you know? And we look back and it's really, it can be really foggy, you know? And that's like a really for me, like a really scary place. I don't want to look back and I don't want it to be foggy Um, because it is so beautiful and it's so full. Like it's just abundant in beauty and lessons and hard things that turn beautiful. You know, all of these things that are such a lesson. I, I really feel like God created motherhood to just teach us so many things here on earth. Um, and like I said, to teach us how to love other people and, you know, all of yeah. these. So I think, um, I think that having that be a little fuzzy or hazy is kind of my like, <gasps> I never want that to happen. It's my biggest fear. And so when my, my second child turned one, I was almost feeling like that. That was my first year running my business as a photographer. That was kind of all over the place and just sort of like I needed to bring in, I needed to help my family financially. And so it was just like, ah, what do you want? Seniors? Sure. You want your baby to be dressed up like a woodland creature? Sure. Like, oh my God. <laughs> you yeah. want, you know, a weird wedding? I don't know. I'll take it all. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I looked back on that year and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That went by way too fast and it feels a little fuzzy and like this has to change. So mm-hmm. it was, it was really like that was kind of a, a eye opening experience where I needed to gain some clarity in my own life and, um, a lot of intention in my own life and, and my business. And I had to do things in a way that I could be present when I was with my children. Um, so that the more I realized the more present I was with them, the more like really dialed in I was with them, the more I could remember clearly after that had passed. So that was also one of those moments of um, kind of realizing, 
what I wanted to capture for other mothers because I knew I wasn't the only one who felt that way. And so that was sort of this like catalyst for capturing motherhood the way that I felt drawn to capture it was to really remind them of the little moments, the mundane moments in their everyday life that are really beautiful because they make up our life. When we look back at the end of our life, we may remember a trip or a big experience, but we're really going to remember just the days, just the day to day. day. That's going to be the feeling and the memories that we hold. And so why not make them beautiful and special and um, remember those just the way that they are. And so that was really kind of what drove me to want to preserve motherhood the way that I do. Wow. That is so, so beautiful. Um, I'm just like at a loss because I think what you spoke to is something that, like you said, so many other moms have experienced. And I know when you said that it felt scary to you, I was like, yes, you just put your finger on something I had felt, especially with my first daughter. Her name is Flora. And I dealt with quite a bit of like postpartum depression, rage, um, after she was born. And I also got pregnant eight months after she was born. So I was like navigating again, like COVID and my first baby and we didn't live near a family, just so many things. And um, my husband, John, every once in a while will look at Juliet and be like, oh, do you remember when Flora did that? And I just have this moment of like Mm -hmm. fear and guilt and sadness. And I'm like, I don't remember that. Like, how do you remember? And I don't, like I was with her and um, definitely just all of those feelings really resonate. And so I think that's actually something I don't know that I've talked to anyone about, but you really articulated that so well. Well, and you want to really capture like the feeling because that's what you want to remember, right? You want to remember the feeling of what it felt like, not only how their little bodies like fit into our arms, but also Mm. what that felt like. And so when we see a picture that is so full of emotion, we can feel it again, which is just Mm. such a gift. It really is a gift. It's, It's such a gift when time is, is moving and obviously like, every mother I'm grateful for you know every moment that I have and every future moment that I have with my children um so grateful but also like so like a little bit a little little heartbreaking each time you know every year yeah. passes and yeah have those preserved yeah I think it's a huge gift to like be in the photos yeah. as well because I know like my mom has one photo of herself pregnant and I would have loved to see yeah. like what was she carrying me high or low and just what did she right. look like? Pregnancy is so right. beautiful. And so I think it can be easy to reason why we should like, yeah. you know, take photos of our children or have photos taken, yeah. but to like actually be in them, I think yeah. is so beautiful too. Yeah. I don't know if you follow or know of Amanda Pauls on Instagram, but she wrote something, I think it was a couple weeks ago, about how she loves how her children are growing, but she like misses the baby version. Like she misses wow. the different versions right. of them. And that just really blew my mind again with my two being so young still. But I, I'm already starting to grasp that. I'm like, wow, I miss baby Flora and I'll Lord willing have more babies, but I'll never have Flora as a baby yep. again, Absolutely. which is so shocking. Yep. I know. I, it's so true. It's like you get to know 
this this version, yeah, and then they're a different person and, and they just continue to be different people. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's just, and it happens so fast. If you think about like a person's life, like they're an adult for far longer than they are these like little mini versions of themselves. And so mm-hmm. it is so fleeting that we have to pay attention or else we'll miss it. And yeah. if we are distracted by so many different things and, and just the noise of so many different things, then we aren't going to be, you know, presently watching and listening and feeling through each moment as it's, as it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to homeschooling here in a moment. Cause I'm really excited to hear a bit more about that journey for you, but I want to know, like, how have you minimized distractions in your own life, in your own journey of motherhood? Because also, like, your business, I imagine that's complicated, too, if you're, like, staying at home and homeschooling your children, but also running, wanting to run your business well. How have you just kind of navigated structuring your days or letting go some of those distractions in order to be, like fully present with your kids. And so that way you can remember things better. I think it's just about, it's like, if you're that, that idea that you're juggling these balls, right. And you have to decide which ones are glass and which ones are plastic. Have you heard that kind of anecdote? I don't know if I've heard that before. So you have to decide which ones you're willing to drop. The plastic ones can drop, but like the glass balls, those are staying in the air always. You have to hold on to those. So I think it's, the first and foremost is like decide what your last balls are, you know, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term. Mm-hmm. And mine are always, you know, my family. Um, it's my family and it's homeschooling and it's also having time each day for kind of just like nothing. Um, that's really mm-hmm. important for me is that like kind of mental rest where, you know, in the summer it happens where when the little ones are up from naps, we go outside they play, maybe they swim in a, the stock tank and I kind of am just there listening and chatting with them, but I'm not doing anything else. I'm just sort wow. of like praying, dreaming, thinking, experiencing life with them. Yeah. Um, and I have found that that is really, really like essential for my own creativity. Um, because if we fill in all the little spots of our lives and everything has a every hour has an activity and as something that we're doing, then we, we don't allow that kind of quietude for God to speak to us, for him to put things on our heart and to, you know, examine those things on our hearts and, and ask how he wants us to use those things. Um, so I think just deciding, you know, what are those things that I'm not willing to let go of? And also I, am really conscious of what I am taking on work-wise um, so that it's not a ton because I really love to pour into the women that I do get to work with and whether it's families for sessions or it's mentors or mentees that I'm mentoring or coaching or whatever it may be. Um, it's just, I'm a really aware of, of not scheduling myself like too thin so that I can Pouring yeah. them completely while you know a little and 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 it also is coming in waves so like the this summer for the past six weeks up until like two more weeks probably I haven't scheduled anything work so I haven't done shoots I haven't done 
coaching. I haven't done anything other than writing. And so that's all I'm working on is the book right now. So once that's done, then I can kind of transition to the next thing. So I think it's just really being, again, really intentional about what I'm doing work-wise in a way that doesn't interfere with um, my family, but works really beautifully alongside of it. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, allows nap time work to be done, little two usually nap, and then the big two will play or do Legos or just read or do some sort of quiet time. So yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love how you kind of walked us through that structure and also really love the idea of doing nothing. Oh my goodness, that mm-hmm. is so even if it's 30 minutes, you know, that it's yes. a good it's a good practice, I think. Yeah. And I think that's cool to hear that you do that like with your kids. That's so brilliant to do it like right after they nap because they're so fresh yeah. and they're like just yeah. dying to play. Yeah. And I think sometimes I struggle with like maybe if I do allow myself to do that nothing time, it's like during nap time, but then they're awake and suddenly I'm like, oh no, I should have like used that for these other, for these other more quote unquote like productive things. And so I think that's actually, yeah, so just like tangibly helpful to kind of hear how you've done that. I'm not like ignoring them or going into another room like I'm right there with them but like you said like they're they're playing they have a snack they're doing their thing I mean they yeah. to talk to me and I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to respond to them but I'm also yeah. not like all enveloped in like a yeah a, a baby who needs to go to sleep or you know something like that yeah so very totally um, I do feel like it frees my mind up a lot Yeah. No, that's so good. So how did you guys decide to homeschool? Was that something that you grew up with? Was it just like a conviction you had? Like what was kind of that journey? Well, I taught in public school. That's right. That's right. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And so I I taught high school, taught high school English. And I just, um, I taught for about six years before I had I was like fresh out of college, started teaching. So I was only a few years older than my, I taught seniors too. I was only a few years older than them, which is funny. But yeah. um, I just seen kind of things from the other side and just, I don't know. It was definitely a very clear conviction that I told my husband, we are going to homeschool. How do you feel about that? And he was like, sounds great. So it was such a blessing I think anytime we have something that's really huge on our hearts, when the Lord blesses us by putting our husbands on the same page as us, it's like such a gift, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I just felt like that has always been such a gift. I have so many mothers that will reach out and I really want to homeschool, but my husband's not sure. And so I'm always just like, oh, I'm so thankful. But, um, but yeah, it was just, uh, it was a conviction before we even had children. So once she was about, my oldest was like two, two and a half, we started doing, you know, little activities and with preschool and it was so fun and we enjoyed it and we just kind of continued on from there. That's awesome. Yeah. I totally forgot um, about your educational background. So that's so amazing with your teaching that you were able to 
use that and like the Lord wastes nothing. And so I love how even though, like you said, you have a master's in English, <laughs> you've been able to translate that, I'm sure, in different ways yeah. in teaching with your kids. There was a quote that I wrote down and I just want to read it because it resonated and just made me laugh, even though we have not jumped into homeschooling yet. Yeah. You said, the baby is definitely the most challenging and cutest part of our homeschool day. I have baskets of beautifully curated natural wood toys laying around for him to discover yeah. while we do our lessons. And of course, he could care less about them and would much rather climb on the school table or grab the kids' pencils out of their hands. Yes. This is true. This is this is true. He loves to just like treat this homeschool table as a little catwalk and just walk up and down it and just throwing things and um, yeah. Wow. I just love that we're hoping and planning to homeschool as well. Yeah. Um, that's a conviction and a dream that we've had. But I just think it's even nice to know, like, okay, that's how other people. Oh, yeah. That's how it works, you know. Yeah. I've been kind of navigating because I'm, uh, we're still co-sleeping with Juliet. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do I wake up early and have quiet time while I'm co-sleeping? How, yeah. how do I do that? Because she's up with me. And I think just hearing someone else be like, oh, will you just bring her along? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay. So I'm not doing something wrong no. and other people have figured out a way to do yeah. it. And yeah. I just had to laugh about the toys thing too. So beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, how oh, look. It's Montessori inspired. Just yes. something. <laughs> exactly. So funny. Okay. And then the last, I guess, kind of main question I want to ask before we wrap up is about this book that you are writing. Could oh, you tell us yes. a bit about it? The book. Oh, okay. Yes. So I have just had this on my heart for a really long time. And I have continually put it off. So I know the Lord has been like, you need to write this book. And I've been like, no, thanks. I'm <laughs> good. Um, yeah. For a variety of reasons, um, because I do talk about some like things that not a lot of people know about. And that makes me feel very vulnerable. And, um, you know, also because there's no... I don't know how it's going to end up. Like I'm just writing the book and then I'm going to yeah. see what happens. And so it's very much like a leap of faith of like, just write the book and it'll, it'll be what it's meant to be kind of thing. Um, and so that has, you know, that's a little bit scary. And so that's why I put it off. And then I felt like this summer, the Lord was like, okay, you're in a new place. You are, you know, the fall will be busier for business, but this summer, like you have some free time. So how about you write that book? Yeah. I feel like also having been here for five or six months, like is really good. Like I needed to be here for a while so I could speak on the whole situation. Um, and so it was just perfect timing as it tends to be when it is from the Lord. And so I started writing. So it is really just, um, it's stories, it's, it's helping mothers find contentment in their everyday so they can really live in that abundant peace, purpose, and joy. So that is what the whole, um, book is about. So it will be stories. It will be, 
um, you know, like a handful of my favorite recipes and um, homeschooling tips and tricks. And even I'm a I'm a doula as well. I did my doula certification. So it's like some, and I did my home birth and I've had four unmedicated births. So it's like even some tips for pregnancy and birth and like that more wow. like holistic approach to life and intentional approach to life. And um, yeah, so I hope it will be such a blessing to, to others and, and encourage mothers and um, like in all things, glorify God in the process. So I'm hoping mm. early next year that will be available. Okay. Wow, I am so excited to get a copy. Wow, I just want to read it tomorrow, um, oh, <laughs> right you. now. And yeah, just thank you for sharing that because I can only imagine like how vulnerable it would be to be giving your time truly and your attention as an offering to the Lord, like not knowing what exactly that's going to look like. Obviously, there are so many things, good things that are like beckoning for your attention, whether that's your family or your business or your new home. And so to be like in faith writing this book, but not knowing what he's yeah. going to do with it, I just think is so beautiful. And I cannot wait to Thank see you. kind of what that journey <laughs> is like. And I also, I didn't know you were a doula actually. That's so fun. Yeah. I had, um, Home, we love home birth around here. So that's just super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I have done, I've done nothing with it. I have not attended any births besides my own, but, <laughs> but it was like one of those things, like I just really, I even knew like I wasn't going to really do anything with it at this season of my life. I have young kids and I can't just be available on a right. whim, but I, I loved just the education and um, there was a lactation consultant element as well. And so even just like when I do newborn sessions and chatting with new moms and, and kind of like helping them navigate maybe some, some things that are points of, um, you know, difficulty for them in those early days and things like that, it felt be, um, a way that I could utilize that. So for right now that is working so well and I'm really thankful really thankful for yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure that is so helpful for moms who you're working with because those early days are so yeah, vulnerable and oh, exciting yeah. and so raw. And so so yeah. raw, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so to have you who's not only capturing that beautifully, but even just to kind of chat through some yeah. of those things and process, I'm sure. Is just Sometimes that's just them. what we need, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Alex, what are three things that you have been loving lately? These can be totally random. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see. I love dresses always. Yes. Always in, in dresses. Those are my favorite. Um, I have this like really sweet apron that I found on somewhere on the the internet and I throw that on and it's my Ma Ingalls chic daily attire. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, but do you have like nursing friendly dresses is the question or oh, do you just like yeah. throw the baby under the dress? No, I am very much like I need it to be comfortable and nursing friendly. Um, I don't really buy anything unless I can nurse in it um, yeah. because That's I so just good. I, I like need to be comfortable, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I need to have 
easy access. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, um, but also, so we have three baby doll sheep um, on our farm here, and they are just so stinking cute. They so are I, so uh, cute. Even I, just the name, baby doll sheep. I mean, come I on. Know, I know. I love that. Is that the type of like – breed yeah would you say okay yeah it's its own its own breed um they like originated in england so we love like all things english countryside is our aesthetic of choice so our farm here that we bought in south carolina is kind of we cleared the woods and are making pasture and we have these like beautiful hilltops um yeah fun fun fact after my dream about the hilltop our place has this beautiful hilltop with an oak tree on top of it. So it felt very like full circle. Um, So just like the rolling hills and the baby doll sheep and um, gardens. And that's another thing. I love my garden. Oh, I'm so thankful for it. And I love being out there and just like taking care of it and cultivating all that the Lord has blessed us with. So I'm so grateful for that. I'm just trying to, process and preserve all of the abundance that we are getting so we can utilize it all year round and and um, be good stewards of that um and we have a milk cow that we got just in the past few weeks and so i've been milking her and that i actually really love it's something i really look forward to and um getting a really good arm workout from it so that's great but just you know, getting to to milk her and then utilize that milk in in ways that nourishes my family is just so such a gift. It's so wonderful. So, I think just those um, those early mornings of waking up and um, my little one wakes up too. So I totally can understand yes. where you're coming from because <laughs> so it's like very mm-hmm. rare that I can like slip out. And he doesn't yeah. notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so usually he's with me, but I just wear him and I go go do my things and he's sleepy and kind of just, you know, looking around at the morning, but mm-hmm. um, visiting the, the garden in the morning and the animals and, and giving them, you know, clean water and food and all of those things that um, is work, but it's, it's hard work, but it's also something I'm really grateful for. So um, I think those are all just things that I'm really loving at the moment. Yeah. Wow. I think you just described so many listeners' dreams. Um, (laughs) But I also really, I really, really do appreciate, I think my husband and I have been on this path as we've been like, yeah, in this weird limbo season of like, what are we doing with our lives? I mean, we say that to each other all the time. Like, what are we even doing specifically with like, where are we living and what's his job? Yeah which has been kind of weird for me because I feel so fulfilled and like right on track with like my purpose and my motherhood and my home and things. But for him, it's been kind of all over. And obviously that dictates how our family is feeling and that dynamic. But we would love to have land someday and some animals and that sort of thing. And as we've been talking to some different friends and even like people, yeah, on the internet and talking with you, we're like, okay, we're not behind. We're literally like, in our mid twenties, like (laughs) some people, if they do end up purchasing land are like 40 and that's fine. That's normal. Yeah. We rented for, we had been renting for seven years and 
you know, last fall, we finally purchased our, our farm, um, on land and, and, yeah. and everything. So, you know, it all is just, and we worked really hard and we saved mm-hmm. and it feels like such a gift to see all of that kind of come to fruition. And we're so grateful and just trying yeah. to be stewards of that. So it will all come in God's good and perfect timing and when it's the right place and it'll be so wonderful. So I appreciate your encouragement because I think, yeah, so many of us can think if it doesn't happen in the next two years, then yeah. that's it. It's yeah. not going to happen, you know? So having that perspective is so helpful. Yeah. No, you're doing great. Thank you. How can we as a community be praying for you? I think just as, you know, my husband and I kind of pray for direction for, you know, we really want to make this place a place that is kind of our mission field in a way that we can have, we would love to have a little Airbnb and kind of have people be able to come for the weekend and be with the animals. And, you know, we have this Creek on our property, like go sit by the Creek, go explore, go on the walking trails, like just have like a, a time of rest and rejuvenation with, um, with nature, with God, with one another. Um, and so I feel like we're just sort of like figuring out, what the next step is with that. Um, so I guess just guidance in that and, um, yeah, that would really be, that would really be amazing as we kind of navigate the next steps of, of what is smart, you know, what God wants us to do and, and what would be a smart way to go about doing all of those things. So yeah, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. We would love to partner with you in praying for that. I imagine, yeah, as you've been dreaming and working towards this thing, you definitely want to like be thoughtful as you're yeah, kind of discerning what. Definitely. I mean, it like. all takes money. And so it's like, okay, we want to make sure that we're making wise decisions and um, yeah. being good stewards of what he is providing to us. And and so, yeah, just a direction would, would be amazing. Totally. Yes. And where can people find you and connect? So on Instagram, I'm at love Daphne May, D-A-P-H-N-E-M-A-E. Daphne May is my oldest. Um, Okay. And so when she was born, that's when I started it. Oh my goodness. 11 years ago when Instagram was (laughs) a very different place. (laughs) Wow. So Um, different, right? Yeah. And so, uh, that, and then my website's lovedaphnemay.com. Um, and in either one of those places, there's, um, a sign up link to subscribe to my emails. So I am typically very like every week I try to send out a really great email that kind of just is a really, um, personal note to subscribers and, um, you know, I'll include recipes and just sort of some good, things that would hopefully be a blessing to them. Um, I have been slacking though this summer because usually my writing brain is kind of fried by the end of the week when I would normally write those. So um, I kick those back up again in a few more weeks. And then also that's where all the updates come from, you know, any offerings that I'm, I've got or the book or anything like that. So Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Alex, this was such a treasure to talk to you. Oh I'm so gosh. grateful that you were willing to share with us. Of course. I'm so, so thankful and honored. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Love in a Cottage. I'm so grateful you decided to join us today, and I hope you're going forward in your day feeling encouraged, understood, and inspired. Here are a few ways you can connect with our community and support the show. So the first way is to share the show with a friend. This is actually how most people find our show, and I am so thankful every time you do this. You can text them a link, or you can also share the show on your social media. This ultimately helps the algorithm get our show to more like-minded women who can find our community. And I also just love reading through your comments. They mean so much to me and are so encouraging. And finally, you can actually donate to the show by Venmoing Page Guidel or sending via PayPal to hello at pageguidel.com. I'm currently working on getting a website up and running, so this is more official, but it does cost time and resources and energy to create the show. And even just $5 helps so much with all of the monthly fees and time. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so thankful for you and we will see you next week for another episode.